Welcome to WeChat Divorce, hosted by Karen Chalou, legal liaison, and Catherine Shanahan, CDFA. Each episode, we sit down with divorce professionals and industry experts to provide insights and frank discussions about real people, real situations, and real divorce to help you achieve your best life post-divorce. This episode of WeChat Divorce is brought to you by My Divorce Solution, offering divorce financial planning so clients can secure the divorce settlement they deserve. Visit MyDivorceSolution.com to request access. Welcome to WeChat Divorce. Today, Catherine and I welcome Dr. Terry Absher to our podcast. In this episode, we'll be discussing preparing for divorce, fitness and finances, forming good healthy habits in 2023. But first, let me just take a couple minutes to introduce Terry. Terry is a licensed physical therapist, a certified nutrition coach, certified life coach, IFBB bikini pro, and I'm sure she's going to talk to us a lot about that, and the CEO of Rebuilding Her and Next Level Health and Fitness. She holds a BS in biology from Christopher Newport University and a doctorate degree in physical therapy from Thomas Jefferson University. Terry genuine believes that good health is the foundation for a fulfilled life and the best diet is the one you can stick with. Welcome, Terry. Hi, how are you guys? Good. So nice to have you. Gosh, I could go off on so many things with what Karen just said. <laughs> I know, right? It's weird for somebody else to, to be saying it and hearing it, you know, all of those things kind of coming together that I've, I've done throughout the years. But Yes, it's nice to finally be on here with you guys. I know that we've chatted in the past, you know, about finances and divorce and all of that stuff. And, and my story is similar to yours. So with all of that stuff that you just mentioned, I actually went through a divorce five years ago. And with that, had to kind of rebuild my life, which is where Rebuilding Her came from. Starting over from scratch when it comes to finances, fitness, which we'll be discussing today, but everything, mindset, all of that stuff, because it's all affected by divorce. And not just divorce, but breakup, death of a spouse, all of that stuff really kind of puts you into a position where you have to know this stuff. So forming these habits and finding what works for you on both the fitness and financial side is going to make 2023 the best year yet. I love that because, you know, I'm thinking 2023, do I want to concentrate on my finances or my fitness? Do I have to really do both? Because they're both so scary to so many people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And really without one, do you have a, the other? You know what I mean? They kind of go hand in hand. And I think a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about applies to both of them very hand in hand together. Like you can apply one to the other and they both come together. Well, fun. Let's do that. All right. Let's do right. it. But before we get there, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and becoming the bikini pro? I think that's fascinating. Yeah. So I, I grew up an athlete my, my whole life. So I played soccer. That was my like sport of choice. I was pretty good. I played in college, but what happened after college is all of the injuries, all of that stuff kind of crept up. You know, I was trying to play co-ed and I couldn't run without knee pain or just kind of feeling winded. So I decided to go another route because I was so competitive. I needed something that sparked that competitiveness in me, but was more controlled. With the bikini, it's controlled weightlifting, controlled cardio, controlled diet, I'm very routine. So it, it worked in my favor. So I started that journey 
probably about seven or eight years ago. And over a matter of five years is when I became a pro. So I did probably six or seven shows across the East Coast, up and down the East Coast before I got that title. If you know what it is to become an IFBB Bikini Pro or just a pro in general, it's really a small percentage because I'm competing against 40, 50 girls at a time. And we all, I mean, if you look across the board, we all look the same, right? We've all gotten to this point. And at that point, we all pretty much look the same. And it just comes down to your stage presence. And that was a challenge for me because I was a tomboy growing up. So to kind of be this like cheerleader on stage and prance around was a challenge for me. And I liked that because it gave me an opportunity to grow and to develop stage presence. And yeah, awesome. it's been quite a journey. And I do plan on competing as a pro in 2023. So that'll be my first pro show in 2023. So that's a goal of mine. Love it. Goal setting. That's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. So you learn to flex the new muscles. And I think that's what everyone has to learn to do when they're going through the divorce process. And I like what you said about having controlled regimens because that is what we do when we form healthy habits, right? We do it one at a time and it is a very focused intention. Absolutely. And you know, you mentioned about the divorce and I forgot to mention this. So my journey started while I was married, but when I went through my divorce, I was still in the middle of preparing for a show. And it was kind of like that something that kept me going through that divorce. So like that was my goal and, and it made me feel better that when my life felt like it was chaotic, that I could control what went into my body and, you know, my cardio and all of that stuff. I felt in control. And I think that that, in addition to just having the routine, really helped. I like that. So let's start talking about some tips for forming healthy habits so that for what we can be in control of in the midst of a divorce where, like you said, everything is chaotic, you know, how can we start to form those healthy habits? I think especially for fitness, I like to tell my clients to start simple with the holidays and people get out, especially COVID. I mean, COVID really derailed people's like just routine, everything, right? So finding something simple, when can you get to the gym or when can you fit 20 to 30 minutes of exercise in your day. Now that the time's changed and it's pitch black at four o'clock, it's a challenge, right? To motivate yourself to do it. But the first thing is starting with something small, small, simple, and specific. This week, I'm going to walk 10 minutes, three days, right? And then once you accomplish that, you can add on to that. Another thing that I tell them is to make it easy. If you know that you're going to go for the walk three times, set your shoes out. Make it so you have less obstacles and less excuses to get there. And then reward yourself. If you did it and you accomplished it that week, buy yourself a new pair of workout pants or a new water bottle or something small like that. Obviously, that goes along with the financial size, not overspending, you know, when you can. So it has to fit into that plan as well. But rewarding yourself for for doing this you know and, and those are the initial steps that I tell people is keep it simple reward yourself and then add on to that 
It's interesting when you talk like that. I have a question for you, but you know, it's going to relate to when we advise people to even just start with your budget or everyone says, oh, I don't understand the financials. I get this statement. It looks so confusing. We always say if a statement has numbers on it, just get it. It doesn't really matter if you understand the investment vehicle that's being used. It's just that you understand that here's a statement. Here's where your account number is. Here's where it's, who it's registered to. Here's who the advisor is on this account. Here's the company that's holding the money. Like it's just understanding the little specifics of a statement, not necessarily getting to the end goal. So for me, as a certified divorce financial analyst and somebody who has an accounting degree, I'm very comfortable around money and statements and all that, bills and all of that. I look at it so easily and I have that mindset to do that. And I get it. But when I'm listening to you and you're saying, you know, do these little steps. Yes, they sound so, so easy. Right. Do it and take little things and, and do that. But you have that competitive athlete mind. Like you just see it and you get it. And it's kind of like what I'm saying about the financial stuff. Do you need that competitive edge to actually stay committed to these programs? Because I am a yo-yo of it. I get on these really great tracks of getting on my Peloton you know, and then I, with my sister last weekend and she has a hundred week streak going and we looked at mine, it's like a three week maximum streak going. And I'm like, what? Like, this is crazy. Cause I am pretty much disciplined with some things, but how do you just push yourself a little bit more when you're at that, just to keep that going It's where I lose it. So there's, there's two things that I want to ask you. What is your why? Because if you don't know what your why is, then that's a big obstacle for people. So when people's why is very vague, like I want to get healthier, I want to eat better, like it's so vague that when you come up with a more specific why, I want to work out more so I can have more energy to play with my kids or my grandkids or when it becomes a specific thing, when you have that why, it, it keeps you motivated to, to meet that goal. So that's something that, that helps. So yeah, like for- that To get healthier. So when you said that, I'm chuckling in my head. Yeah. <laughs> it's so vague. Yeah. I like that. The why. So something measurable. Something measurable. And then when you started doing it, I see people fail more often when they try to do more than fits into their schedule for one thing. So again, that's starting small. So instead of writing the Peloton for, I'm going to do it every single day for six days this week, start, even though you might be able to do that this week, start smaller, do three days a week, make sure that you do that for two weeks and then up it because it, it takes 21 days to form a habit, right? You have to do it consecutively for those 21 days before your body accustoms to it and, it and it's just part of what you do. It becomes automatic, right? So people usually throw in the towel first because the motivation goes away. So I tell people that it's discipline over motivation at first. And then when you start to see progress, you become more motivated. And I think that that also plays into financial too, at least for me, after my divorce and when I had to go through and but first I, I built these budgets, but when I started to actually see that it worked and that I was saving money or that I was able to pay down this debt or whatever the specific plan was for me, it motivated me to do it more. And that's the same thing with, with fitness is 
not only if you lose weight or, you know, I tell people to do measurements because especially for women, weight doesn't always show our progress. So to do hip and waist measurements is a big thing. But keeping that motivation, when you see those numbers start to go down, you're going to be motivated to do it more and then motivated to do it more. And and it just builds on top of it. But at first, those first 21 days, it it requires a lot of discipline. Yeah, we always say we love, particularly women, but there are some men, but mostly women, when they first just ask for the statement. And then when you point something out and you point, they see their divorce financial portrait and they see their marital estate, they start visualizing where they want to be post-divorce, good, bad, or indifferent, right? What they have to do. And we see them transform, right? So- I wonder how we use the 21 day approach into that and all the, I mean, I'm writing down so many of these things that you say, because it really does play into how somebody feels financially. It totally does. And I'm competitive too, but I exercise routinely and (laughs) I'm a manic about it from an anxiety perspective. I manage my anxiety through exercise and fitness. And I think that's your why. That's my why every day. Yeah, because it's definitely something that has to be managed. So when you're approaching divorce, anxiety can tend to build, right? I love when you say you're why and you break it down into simple, easy steps because so many people are overwhelmed with all of these documents and all of these forms they have to fill out. And we just assure them, you know what? The only thing you have to do right now is first identify what you have. Like if you find it, make a copy of it. Let that be enough. And then you can start organizing. And to your point, Terry, you can start building on it. So forming those healthy habits and approaches to, I guess, anything why is just so helpful to us as human beings. Yes. I can see if you're financially, but not financially, well, if you have fitness in your life and you're treating it for a why your self-esteem starts going up. So you feel more confident to get financial knowledge because you Mm -hmm. feel worthy of it. You know, a lot of people don't feel worthy of being in control of their financial life um, and they just never have during their whole marriage. So they just, you know, they let everything kind of lapse. But if you take that step of feeling whatever your why is for getting healthy or your anxiety or, you know, building on that, we'll see a lot of more women step up and take care of their finances much better, I think, too. I love that. They go hand in hand, I think. Once you get that discipline in your life, as far as fitness goes, it's going to play into every single part of your life. Finances, I mean, everything, work. And that's why, you know, another thing with the Bikini Pro thing is that discipline, people saw that. I feel like I have more respect from people for that award or that achievement than my doctorate degree in physical therapy. I swear, like, they're like, oh, yeah, you have a doctorate degree. Wait, you're an IFBB bikini pro? I mean, like you can see even when you asked me. I like, did, totally. You know, it's it, because it's such a small percentage because the discipline that it takes is is substantial. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, same thing for a degree, but there's more people that get those degrees and you kind of know that. But that discipline is going to tie into yeah. every single aspect yeah. of your life. And it's courageous from my perspective. That's something pretty extraordinary. Just how you framework, framed it out. I mean, sure, there's 40 of you, I think you said, or a number of you that you all look the same. So now what do you have to do to step out of the box? And what you had to do was change your inner self, your personality and what you were comfortable with in presenting yourself. Sure, you have the brains, you did the schooling, 
for your doctorate, but now you have to like, that's such a vulnerable place to be that you have to step out of that. And you did that and succeeded quite well. I mean, way to push yourself and then be rewarded for it. Yeah. 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 And, and, I, and I tell clients too, that you don't have to have that as a goal. Women are like, when I was competing and they could see my body and they would ask me, I want to look like you. And I'm like, that takes literally measuring every single thing that goes into your body and doing specific exercises. And they're like, oh, I don't want to do that. And that's okay. But mm. don't set your expectations to look like this. So there's a give and take when it comes to our goals, our expectations, and what we want that to look like. And then the efforts that we're willing to do to get there. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, yeah. You know, I know now that my body's not going to look like what I looked like on stage, mm -hmm. you know, but I'm okay with that because there's other parts of my life that I want to focus on and, and staying healthy, but focusing time and energy elsewhere. So it's, it's a balance too. I, like I guess that. it's a balance of not setting it too high, but not setting it too low that you don't really progress to where you truly want to be. It, setting it realistically. This is my goal. Is that realistic with how my life is right now? And that's why it's taken me a few years to compete as a pro because it didn't fit into my life. I had to adjust what my healthy looked like because I didn't have the time to do it. And that's okay. My goal changed. Yeah, that's good. So let's talk about some tips on breaking bad habits. So for breaking bad habits, it's pretty much like the opposite of good ones. Let's say, for instance, you have a trouble with ice cream. Every time you go to the grocery store, are you buying ice cream? Because if you buy ice cream and you put it in your house and you have to walk past it, make it to where it's hard to get. If you have kids, you know, I obviously, you know, want kids to be eating healthier. So I don't agree with having a ton of candy or a ton of bad stuff in the house anyways. But Making it very challenging for you to get your hands on is, is one of the first things, especially when it comes to eating bad food. And that's another thing, too, with setting yourself up for success is if you want to eat healthier, making sure that you take the steps to prep your food or make sure ahead of time that you're not setting yourself up for getting to work. Now it's lunchtime. Now you have no lunch. Now, you know, somebody's ordering McDonald's and you're starving. So you go that route. That was a big thing is setting yourself self up for success and having food available it was one of the key factors for breaking that bad habit. That's great. I would so relate to that on such the bad habits that I have. <laughs> Not the ordering the McDonald's. I passed that. I'm over that phase. But, oh my gosh, do I love my sweets. <laughs> me too. Yeah, me too. And if they're in the house, I'm going to eat them. There was a point where... My, he's going to hate that I even brought this up, but my husband, he wouldn't stop eating at night. And I'm like, let's put a lock on the refrigerator. Oh so my I, I literally, I had a lock on the refrigerator with a, a code that only I knew <laughs> and he couldn't get into it. But after a while, when he would go to the refrigerator and he couldn't open it, his body finally started to say, well, you know, this is a, this isn't going to work and gave up on walking to the refrigerator half asleep trying to find something to eat. That's hysterical. I'm, I think I can't live with you for a couple of weeks. Oh my goodness. 
Something that helps me too is replacing. So if I'm not going to buy the ice cream, what am I going to do? So whether it's drink a glass of water or whatever the, it may be, it doesn't matter. Having that replacement in your brain to do something else, I think is very helpful. Absolutely. Breaking a bad habit is easier if you replace it with a good one, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Way easier said than done. And financially, I think when people get stressed or anxious, some people go on spending sprees and that can just blow up a budget. So thinking ahead. Amazon. Yes. (laughs) However, if your spouse is locking your financial stuff up, like Jerry did to her husband with his food, that's a red flag. That's not a good thing. <laughs> yes, yes, don't do that. Yeah, that, that that was a request by him, by the way. I was like, okay, I'll do it. That's fine. But my husband doesn't listen to this podcast because I'll be really pissed off if he locks my food up. <laughs> You'll be over there cutting the cutting the thing. But you know, one thing that you mentioned about the financial something for me was Amazon. Like when I'm bored at night, I'm like on my phone looking. I deleted the app off my phone. I also deleted my card off of Amazon. If I wanted to purchase something, it took it two or three steps beyond. And I'm like, I don't want to get up and get my credit card. So it made it hard. And it broke that habit of me ordering stuff off of Amazon because I was bored at night. That is one thing that I had to do. Yeah. And then the next day, it's not near as important or even something you would want in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I love that. Delete the app. Great. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Be intentional. I also did that with social media too. You know, there's a point where you get that dopamine release when you get notifications. They know that. That's why they send you the notifications. They put those on. So for all social media, I turn off notifications. So I choose when I want to go in and look at whatever's on there, but I don't want it popping up on my phone because the phone to me was another bad habit that I wanted to break, that I don't sit and spend so much time on my phone. I'm not consumed by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really great. That's a great thing. I don't have notifications, probably because it would drive me insane. <laughs> <laughs> so, true. <laughs> We're making it simple, we're making it easy, and we're always knowing our why. It's right in front of us, and I love that. So, Terry, Mm -hmm. where can our listeners find you? So, social media, obviously, after we just talked about that. So, Instagram. I know, right? So, I won't respond right away because I'm not being notified right away. But Instagram, TikTok, I have videos on TikTok. Facebook, obviously, I can give you guys all of that information so they can easily find me. I have my own fitness app. So Next Level Health and Fitness, that's for both males and females, general health plans. So custom meal plans, workouts, that's all in the app. And I can give you guys a link for that. I have a free webinar for women, specifically for them after divorce. Based on my experience through my divorce, I put together a webinar that talks about mind, body, and soul, kind of bringing that all together to heal and kind of move forward beyond that. That's it. Once you find me, then you're going to see all of my, all of my stuff. So that's, that's pretty much pretty simple. So now we're in 2023 and boy, I'm going to look forward to following you even for your competition, because I so admire the dedication that that takes. And when you're listening to this podcast, if you can pair up a 2023 fitness 
goal that you have along with a financial goal and send it to us. We would love to come back and revisit and share all of your success stories because I think it's so important and what a reward, rewarding year you will have if you could do that. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So this concludes this episode on preparing for divorce, fitness and finances, forming good healthy habits in 2023. Thank you, Terry, for a great conversation. Yes, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. If you're considering divorce, make sure to protect your wealth with divorce financial planning from My Divorce Solution. Our certified divorce experts will help you untangle your finances and understand your settlement options so you can negotiate your marital assets with confidence. Protect your financial estate with divorce financial planning. Visit MyDivorceSolution.com to see if you qualify to work with our financial divorce experts. That's MyDivorceSolution.com for expert divorce financial planning. Thanks for joining us on another episode of WeChat Divorce. We hope this episode was informative and supportive on your divorce journey. If you are looking for more support for navigating divorce with confidence and clarity, head over to MyDivorceSolution.com for more podcast episodes, divorce events, and resources for your divorce. We'll see you back here for our next episode.